welcome back. This is Deontay again. Uh, welcome back to another week of a podcast. Um, I'm currently with... Randine. Randine. And uh, Rick. Yeah, uh, Rick's here. Good morning, good morning, or good afternoon, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about the Cree word of the week, um, a story about Wasaka truck um, and the bear. That's pretty much it. Um, guess we'll start with the Cree word of the day, Rick. Yeah, speaking to the mic, uh, buddy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, the Cree word of the week is, this week is wakotowin, wakotowin, which means uh, it's relationships, relations, how you're related, and uh, mostly times it's just, you know, your brothers, sisters, cousins, but also your your friends, you know, your schoolmates, and it's something that's, uh, you're related to the next person, and uh, whether, like I said, whether it's uh, through a family or a friendship, so... Cree word of the week is Wakutuin. Wakutuin. Okay, back to you, buddy. Uh, that's pretty much it. Do you want to try uh, rending the Cree word? Uh, Wakutuin. And I'm just reading this book right now, and it also says that Wakutuin is what links us and what binds us all together through time across generations. Yeah. And I uh, won't be trying the word today because I care about trying to. Anyways, that's pretty much it for a Cree word. Anything else you want to comment on? Um, no, I'm just happy to be here. And this is my first time actually doing a podcast. So it's pretty exciting for me. That's uh, great. Rick? Yep, that's it for Wakutu uh, and for the Cree word of the day. And, uh, you know, welcome to our new uh, uh, partner here in the uh, podcast. And, uh, Let's take it from here. Okay. Um, I guess we'll be hopping into our second thing. Uh, our next thing is uh, Wasaka Truck, uh, the story. Wasaka Truck and the bear, pretty much. Anyways, we'll, what we did want to talk about is how what different uh, lessons people got out of it. Well, I guess I'll start with what I actually got out of it. See, when I first read the story, um, I thought, like, Oh, isn't it kind of uh, messed up? Like, he just let the bear sit there die overnight, right? Because he, and he took out, uh, he took up a bigger challenge than he really did, right? He had the horn and everything. He was free, right? But he kind of, uh, animal cruelty in a way, he just let the bear die. He killed it by fear, pretty much, with the horn. Because he had um, a full way out, right? There was uh, no reason to actually fully kill the bear. He could uh, got away. He would have been safe and everything. But uh, he pretty much went and finished off the bear for no reason. So like the saying I wanted to go with this uh, story is uh, you get an inch, but you take a mile. Pretty much. Because like, the inch, he had the horn. He was safe. The mile was he went over and killed him. There was no reason at all. And he just let him die there. Yeah. Pretty much it. Uh, you want to go next, uh, Rendine? Sure, I'd like to. Um, the What I thought about the story when I read it was like how Wisagi Chak was taunting the bear. Uh, and then he was kind of like yeah. acting tough just because he had a weapon, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, so. Hmm. 
Yeah, and also like with the horn, he just left him unexpected to die, like you said. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to translate that for me, but yeah, to you, Rick. M- maybe we should uh, read that uh, Wisaka Jack story real quick, so the students know what uh, we're talking about. What's uh, what story we're talking about? So if uh, uh, Wendy yeah. you wanted to, or someone of you wanted to read out that story, Wisaka Jack story, uh, Rendina, I then we yep. can uh, then people will probably better understand uh, where our interpretations are coming from. Yeah, uh, okay. Rendin, do you want to begin off the story because you have it? Sure, I can yeah. read it. Okay, right. so we Chak and the bear. One day we Chak thought he'd better make some weapons for himself as sometimes he was caught in a tight spot by his foes. He thought some new arrows made out of Saskatoon and chokecherry sticks would be fine. So he went into the bush and selected some straight branches. After cutting and trimming them, he took them back to camp. I'll peel and whittle these sticks into arrows, he said to himself, and put sharp points into them. Then I'll have some good weapons, in case I meet up with either Musqua the bear or Mustus the buffalo. He worked on his bow and arrow for most of the day before he finally finished. Then he started out to hunt, and he saw Musqua a short distance away eating berries. Wisagechak was usually afraid of the bear, but on this day he felt quite brave because he had such, a fi- such fine bows and arrows. Who is that looking very ugly with a white behind, he said tauntingly to Musqua. The bear angrily looked around and saw we Sagichak. How dare you insult me like that, he roared as he dashed forward. We Sagichak usually ran from Musqua, but not this time. He took his bow and arrows and tried to send an arrow, but alas, it broke. He tried again, but the same thing happened. Now all he could do was to run. He made for the nearest tree and ran around it, with Musqua in pursuit. Round and round the tree they went, with Wisagichak getting out of breath as they tramped a groove deeper and deeper into the ground. Then Wisagichak kicked something that nearly tripped him. He also noticed that every time Musqua passed this thing, he went around it. Aha! Wisagichak said to himself, The bear is afraid of that thing. I'm going to pick it up and see if I can frighten him with it. So the first chance he had, he picked it up. It was a buffalo horn. He turned around suddenly with his horn on his head and yelled at Musqua, Aha! Who's afraid now? And he chased the bear till it was completely winded. Finally, the animal fell down and lay there. Wisagichak placed the horn on the ground beside the bear, saying to it, Now you stay there until Musqua is dead. When he came back a few days later, the bear was dead. After that, Wisagichak's fear of bears was over forever. Well, that's the story. Uh, Rick, do you want to start off of what you think? Yeah, that, uh, like, that's one of the typical Wisagichak stories, you know, and there's different meanings to it. And uh, what I got out of that was, uh, you know, the bear was, uh, when Wisagichak was chasing him around the tree, and as they, they dug further down and down, and uh, every time uh, they went around the tree, the bear... Uh, you know, kind of bypassed, went around that uh, object that, uh, you know, he avoided that. And uh, until at, at the end, of course, uh, we heard that, you know, Wizake Jack used that and uh, to uh, get rid of him. And that's that's the thing with uh, what I got out of that was with the bear was uh, avoiding that. Uh, it reminds me of sometimes in life, you know, we uh, tend to skirt, we tend to avoid 
things that uh, may be good for us or, you know, maybe uh, uh, something that's going to help us. And uh, all too many times, if we avoid that or dealing with that, then, that, you know, that's when a lot of times we end up in, in you know, uh, either in hospital or uh, like the bear, you know, who ended up dying. So a lot of times in, in life we run into... Uh, uh, maybe addictions that uh, we have, and uh, we we don't uh, pay any attention to like the bear. Just we just avoid what could be a cure for us, and uh, you know, and just keep going round and round on that like that, and uh, eventually it catches up to us. And that that was my interpretation of that. And um, that's the thing with Wisaki Chak stories or any kind of stories is that uh, you know uh, there are so many interpretations that. Uh, you know, every time I read it or you guys read it or somebody else reads it, then uh, we don't all get the same reading or the same uh, interpretation from this or, you know, what it means because, you know, we all think different. And uh, sometimes, of course, it's similar, you know, in that, uh, in that sense. But, uh, yeah, and that's the thing with uh, storytelling. And uh, there's always a different inst- interpretations of uh, the stories. And, uh, and that's, it's nothing wrong with that. You know, we're humans. We think differently. So... You know, and, uh, and that's why we should never be afraid or, or scared of, uh, you know, to say uh, how we feel, you know, or what we're feeling, and to share our feelings, or like I said, in this case, in this interpretation, and we're going to have different ones, so, yeah, so that's, that's my take of that story. Yeah, and the thing is, everyone like, gets a different uh, thing of this, because everyone was like, raised different and stuff, right? So it's like, what you pretty much believe in and not believe in. Rick got a totally different thing than I got out of it, right? Same. Yeah, you too. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much this. Well, the whole main of the the whole main reason why we picked this is to see what lessons other people learned out of it and what uh, what we got out of it, pretty much. Now that uh, Rick's interpretation of the story, the way he translated it, it just totally makes like sense to me yeah 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 do you want to re-talk about it so people actually know like the story now uh and rendine rendine <laughs> like just yeah hmm. i don't know i was just saying that like we we saw chuck was acting tough to the bear and then like he was taunting the bear and then he ended up chasing him and then or, and then, like, the bear could have easily just has picked up that buffalo horn, too, or whatever. And then he could have easily killed Wisagi Chuck. But seems yeah. like Wisagi Chuck lives forever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's <laughs> in a bunch of stories, actually. Yeah, a bunch of uh, these old teachings and stuff, hey? Yeah. I like listening to these, too, because like, you learn every uh, little thing during all these little uh, trickster stories. That's what they're called, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah trickster story. You'll learn different things as the longer you go in life, pretty much. They'll give you, like, oh, this lesson for this time in life. Like, you'll need it, right? But they're a different way of explaining the lessons, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I, it's pretty cool how, like, the old people came up with these these teachings and these stories like just to teach us lessons and stuff in life and then if you actually think about it you're like hmm yeah that makes sense yeah because yeah. like well uh before 2016 right i grew up in a town we never actually heard of these stories and stuff 
Like, I didn't even know Trickster Tale was a thing. Until I actually came to Saskatoon and, like, uh, a bunch of my family members live here. They're all Korean stuff. They actually told me about these, and they actually made more sense more I actually uh, thought of them, pretty much. Like, yep. back on life. Yeah. But anyways, back to the story. Um, when he had, okay, I'm going to go back to what I was saying. He took a, he had a uh, inch, right? He took a mile. That's pretty much it. Um, he had the horn, right? He taunted the bear. The bear ran, was going away, right? But he traced it around that tree um, for no reason at all. He could have run away, right? That was like the inch. But no, he took the mile and traced the bear. So it had no chance of going away, pretty much. He put the horn, so the bear was tired out, right? He put the horn there, just let him die. For and it was slow death, too. But, yeah. It's pretty much a, what I think of it is a lesson of don't take up such a big challenge or be off over too much overconfident. You should be confident, but don't be uh, too much overconfident. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I took a little... Uh, <laughs> sorry, um, Rick, do I have anything to add on to that? Yeah, you know, uh, that's the thing with like, uh, you know, uh, any way you interpret it, you know, that's what you see, that's what you think, and, uh, you know, and then that's, that's what it's all about, you know, that's, uh, uh, that's, like I said, we all think differently, we all see things differently, you know, sometimes they're the same, we can understand each other's, uh, you know, and see uh, where uh, all this is coming from. And that's the thing with, uh, especially with Sake Jack stories, there, uh, there's something else. And, you know, there's uh, many stories with many different interpretations. But uh, at the end of the day, when you, you uh, interpret these letters, it always uh, seems to be uh, uh, kind of a, a lesson in life that uh, you, you take away from these stories. And that's why there's uh, uh, storytelling is uh, such a important uh part of indigenous culture and uh you know and that's where they with uh storytelling it's uh it's usually done only in the winter time because uh uh that's uh that's the time of the year that they tell stories and uh because of the rest of the time they're you know they were either moving or being nomadic and going different places in the winter time yeah. they didn't have uh, that movement so they would sit in their camps and and uh, you know that's what would happen was uh, and that was the time for storytelling was through the winter time and it still is so yeah. and there, you know like I said there's many different interpretations of any kind of a story and it's uh, and, and none of them are wrong you know because we interpret things differently and uh, that's why it's so much fun you know to listen to stories and to hear the different uh, interpretations how people uh, you know see this or how they hear it and. Uh, so that's uh, that's what storytelling is all about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I think we kind of broke. broke there's no snow on the ground right now. <laughs> COVID. Oh. <laughs> We're um, all stuck at home and not really able to go nowhere or do nothing. So yeah, it's COVID. COVID, COVID stories. Yeah, COVID has kind of been a pain. <laughs> hey, Rick, I have a question. So, like, these stories were passed down from, like, generation to generation. Do you think, like, somewhere along the lines, some of them got, like, uh, changed? Just, you know, how, like, that old game telephone where people would, like, whisper stuff in each other's ears and then, like, by the end, it was, like, a totally different thing? Do you think that ever happened to any of these stories? A lot of a lot of that happens, uh, too, uh, you know, with, with stories. and uh, Because over time, 
you know, uh, they've changed, uh, you know, generation to generation to generation. And there's, uh, there'll be slight changes in it. We, we don't know what the original story is because, uh, you know, uh, you hear, uh, say, somebody that's, uh, you know, older than me, and there's not very many out there that are much older than me, but they might have a story and interpret it differently than me. And then whereas uh, the younger people now, too, when they're telling stories. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, that's the thing with uh, storytelling and stories, that they're not written in stone, so to speak. You know, yeah. nowadays, they're, you know, you, you, you'll have books on them. And if you see those, uh, and if you compare the stories from different regions, from different cultures, like uh, indigenous cultures, you'll find there's a, a bit of a difference in each of these stories, in each of these uh, uh, passing down, uh, you know, the lessons and stuff like that, they're a little, they're a little bit different, and that's uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's uh, they're all, they still uh, benefit you. They still they still do what they're you're supposed to. They're supposed to do, and that's uh, you know to give you information and you know to uh, give you some lessons in life, and uh, and then you pass that on, you know, to the next generation. With, with your interpretation, which, like I said, might be different from you know, the last generation. So, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's, uh, it's not something that's uh, going to be similar across Indigenous country. You're always going to find different, even in uh, the spoken language, you know, you're always going to find different uh, things about the, our cultures that are different in one area, different across Canada, different in our province different in the communities and sometimes even different in our families. So that's, yeah, you can, you can expect that. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is people think you have to be uh, part of that culture to actually understand the story, but it's actually not really like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. That was a great answer, Rick. Thank you for that. Um, is that it for uh, the story? That's it. Uh, I think that's it. Yep. yep. That was a uh, good session. Oh, and if you guys are wondering where our uh, child is, um, he's still here in spirit. <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, I think he has some work to do. Oh, uh, he's preparing. Okay, I guess we can uh, move on to this. I'll tell you what he's uh, preparing for. Uh, next week is MMIW Day. Uh, what was it? Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women. Yes, that, that's what it was. Um, I don't know much about this, so I'll probably just hand this over to you and Rick uh, to talk about. Uh, Randy and you first, I guess. Okay, uh, I'm not really, like, super familiar with it. Like, uh... Well, I am. Ref I know what it means and stuff like that. And uh, I'm actually glad that they're making it an important part of today's world because, it like, I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure that all of us have somebody that we might know or somebody that we like a friend that has a missing loved one. That yeah, I don't know. It's just a an important part of um, our world these days. And I'm just glad that they're acknowledging that this is actually happening today. Rick? Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually a very important time in, uh, 
in indigenous country when, uh, you know, with this uh, missing and uh, murdered indigenous women. Because all too many times in the years gone by, you know, uh, indigenous people's lives have, uh, you know, really weren't, uh, I won't say that it didn't matter, but uh, it did to their families and uh, community. But society as a whole kind of ignored that. And in the past few years now, our people have been stepping forward, especially the women, to uh, you know bring notice to you know that our people are missing and, and being murdered. And so we have a big movement going on right now, and rightly so. And it's uh, nationwide. So uh, I'm glad that uh, you know. And this happens steadily throughout the year. You know, they have certain days throughout the year, especially through the summer, where they do these walks in remembrance of. You know uh, these missing and murdered indigenous women, and uh, and that's that's awesome to see because it brings a lot of comfort to to the families that are affected by these. You know, who have children have been murdered or children have gone missing. You know, and uh, for years some of them, and so and with no information as to where he or she is. So and. Uh, it's just, it's at these times when you have these walks and talks about uh, about this that it uh, it helps families you know to be uh, have everybody around to comfort them to help them get through this and hopefully at the end uh, you know to find their child uh, you know safe and sound and that so this is an important event and uh, important organization that uh, organizations across the country that uh, acknowledge you know, missing and murdered indigenous women and, and do something about it. Okay. Yeah. I It's probably hard for uh, the, the parents of those people too. Like it's, it's good that people are like uh, talking about this. It's helping, I think, a little bit, is it? I think it's helping them knowing that they're not just dis- like they didn't just disappear. They're not just gone. That they're always going to be remembered, and their memory, like, and the person are being remembered. So, like, ultimately, they're not forgotten. And we just want them to know that somebody cares, like we care. That we're thinking about them. Pretty yes. Much. Yeah, and we'll be praying for them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I guess. Uh, what were we gonna say, Rick? So I think uh, I was just going to mention, I'm not sure what it was called, Jordan, but I know uh, Mount Royal right now is working on uh, doing their part, you know, in recognizing uh, missing and uh, uh, murdered Indigenous women uh, information. Uh, I think it's going to be next week. I think that uh, uh, sometime next week that uh, they're working, started working on it right now, but it'll be, uh, I believe, next week sometimes that it's... uh, Something is going to be happening here at Mount Royal to acknowledge missing and murdered indigenous women. Oh, I was going to say one more thing that I think like um, the symbol for missing and murdered indigenous women was like a red dress. So a lot of the times when they're having like a ceremony or like a walk or something, uh, I think they started this other movement where like people have been hanging like a red dress outside their house, outside their door, just to show their support for those that have a missing or a murdered loved one. Yep. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I guess next uh, uh, next week on Wednesday is MMIW, Murdered Missing Indigenous Woman Day. 
we'll try hanging a red dress on your door, I think. That's what you were talking about. Uh, Redeem? Yes, yep. Okay, yeah, I guess uh, try doing that. Just to show your support and say, you know what? We care. We're supporting this movement. Yeah, and I'm glad because like, people have been thinking about these now. Uh, during the century, pretty much, people have been going back to like, oh, there's pr- uh, Pride Day now, right? Um, Indigenous Women Day. They bring those all. And I think that's actually good for our society right now from what it used to be from now. And for murdered, uh, missing indigenous women, that's uh, actually good to be in one of these days because people don't, people do think of them, right? But people don't actually like think, I don't know, but uh, it's hard to describe because I never really thought it, didn't know this was a day. Like people think they're invincible, like it won't happen to them. Yeah, kind of. they, yeah. they don't think of what would be to be that person. Yeah, like putting them in their shoes. Yeah. Yes. Well, does anyone want to talk about anything? Uh, we're kind of near to the end, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about anything, Radine? No, I think I'm good. This was really a great experience for me. And, and Rick I'm, is good. I'm glad oh. to be here with you guys. All right. Um, well, I'd say... Uh, Good goodbye. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, I think you could say "ego se" in Korea. That means we're done. I can't say that. Ego <laughs> se. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not good with Korean language. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day, everybody. Okay, we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah. Uh, Bye. See ya. This is Deontay uh, cutting out. <laughs>